Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson, and I have a great guest for today's show, Elizabeth Morrow. Elizabeth is running for Congress in Pennsylvania, and I had a whole intro planned about gerrymandering and Pennsylvania and the League of Women Voters. It was going to be insightful, and you might have learned something new. But then I hit a box of toasters on my way to work this morning, and my whole day was derailed. What does this have to do with anything, you may be asking? And the answer is nothing, absolutely nothing. Except that my entire day, and subsequently the only thing in my brain right now, is getting my stupid car fixed. Let me back up. I have quite a commute each day. It takes me between an hour and an hour and a half to get to work, and then I have to turn around and do it in reverse to get home. And this morning, about 45 minutes in, there was a large box in my lane of traffic. And because I was in said traffic, I couldn't swerve to miss it like the truck in front of me did. So I hit it. And it wasn't an empty box. It was full of smaller boxes with I don't know what in it. But as they were scattering and I was driving through and then past them, they looked like small kitchen appliances like coffee makers or toasters. Anyway, it kind of jacked up the front of my car, which is 10 years old anyway, and not in super amazing shape. And the rest of my day became about insurance and getting someone at Progressive to pay attention to me. There may have been a tweet. In other words, completely derailed because of a box of toasters. Okay, so we are just going to jump right in here. So who are you and for what are you running? I'm Elizabeth Morrow. Um, I'm a resident of Pennsylvania and I'm running for Pennsylvania's 7th Congressional District. And where in the state is that located? That is located in southeastern Pennsylvania, just south southwest of Philadelphia. There is something amazing happening in your state because there are so many women running for office right now. Well, well, Pennsylvania currently sends 18 uh, representatives to Congress and two senators like every other state, and none of them are women. And with the Trump administration uh, and its policies, I think a lot more women are feeling the energy that we've got to get active, not only in policy and advancing um, decisions that are made, but we've got to get a place at the table. And since currently Pennsylvania women have zero places at the table, we've, we've got to make sure that that is not what happens in 2018. So why did you decide to run? Well, I grew up in um, a large family, but I've had an interest in making the world a better place my whole life. And when I was younger in college, I studied public policy, political science, and women's studies. And I got a degree from Western Michigan University in each of those areas with the plan that I would do something on the policy political level. And uh, I did uh, work in the Michigan House of Representatives as an intern. And later on in, in my later years, I started a program for women because I saw women need to get active in politics because that's the way we're going to have input in the policies that are made. So I started an organization to help women learn how to do exactly what they needed to do to run for office. Um, that was probably in the early 2000s. And Working with women, I realized we really have a struggle to get to the table. Um, 
the old boys club kind of put a kibosh on that. And I decided, well, maybe politics isn't my thing because I had young children at the time. And so I decided to get involved in another profession that I thought was helping people, which was real estate. So I got my real estate license and probably the worst time in the world. It was right <laughs> after the financial market and uh, the real estate market crashed in 2009. And watching the effects when the government doesn't protect uh, the people and doesn't protect consumer interests. It really was an education, even though it was a hard time to build a real estate business. I learned a great deal about how taxation affects our policy, how government oversight affects our policy. And just it's that whole notion of um, making sure Wall Street doesn't run over Main Street and I became a real estate broker and managed an office for about, it depended, between 40 and 50 people and really helping them build their business and realize how much of an impact we could have in our local community was very satisfying for me. But then the Trump administration happened and I realized I can't just stay small. I have to get more involved and get back to my original you know, kind of calling, which was to do public service. So I decided to run for public office and looking at all the charts of all the different offices you could uh, pursue, I saw the vacancy or just the, sorry, not the vacancy, the absence of women at the table in Congress. And I grew up having eight brothers and realized that when you don't, when you're not at the table, you're not going to get fed. <laughs> And some people say, you know, if you're not at the table, you're on the table. And I feel like women bring a really unique perspective to business. And we also bring a unique perspective to creating policy and advancing our society. And so I decided to take the plunge. And my goal was, you know what, I'm going to give this my all. And I'm going to put myself in 100%. And if the time is right, and if the people need me to be a leader, then the conditions are going to come together. And I just because I believe that we all have have an opportunity to be the change that we wish for the world. And so this is my putting forth to see if this is where I can be of assistance to help make a better world. That's so interesting that you were able to extrapolate so much policy from being a real estate broker. Like I would never put the two of those together. Well, real estate is uh, a large portion, a uh, portion of the United States economy. And every time a house sells, think about all the things a consumer buys to make their house a home. All those local businesses and local municipalities and banks and insurance companies. I mean, people need shoes, pots and pans, curtains, everything that we buy to make our homes what they are, mm -hmm. when houses aren't moving, it's a chain reaction to the rest of businesses. And it really hurts the economy when the housing market isn't doing well. And I never thought about that before I got in. Years ago, people used to say, oh, you'd be so great if you were a realtor. And I was like, are you kidding me? I don't want to work <laughs> my nights and weekends. And I actually... um because of the my I guess because of my training, my focus in political science, I looked at it more 
from an analytic perspective and plus the marketing piece is fun but i always the underlying thing is i always love working with people to help connect them to the resources and the people that can help make their dreams come true that's kind of like if i could get a job doing that i would love that um because i think there's so much good we can all do for each other and that is the thing my campaign through this congressional race has even though there's so many really awful things happening in our world right now there's also the wonder and beauty of the everyday person you meet and talk to on the campaign trail and everybody that i speak to is wishing for something better and i think that's the beautiful part of where we are today and it's easy to miss that because the negative news is so overwhelming right now oh it's so true well for someone who didn't want to do real estate because you didn't want to work nights and weekends being a a candidate <laughs> it's probably even more of that well you know what there's a, there's a level of a different sense of commitment because this isn't just about me it's about our, the future of our country and in really the future of where women's place is in all of this and i think we have tremendous gifts and tremendous vision and ideas that are just missing and i think we're out of balance across the board in every area and that a woman's perspective is needed in in the future of our country and in in the world community so for me it's there while there are days when my husband says he's the spatula he has to uh, kind of scrape me up and flip me over to get me out because sometimes <laughs> it is really hard it is really hard this is a lot harder i think than most people know um but the call to make something better is bigger than the frustration of the practice and i love meeting new people and so it's it's kind of like you get energy from that um and then the other piece is, is our world needs us and we don't have we don't have a better time to get involved than today speaking of that like why did you decide to run right now like why did you say this is my time this is, I got to jump in right now. Well, I, last week, um, last Saturday, I was marching with thousands of women in Philadelphia. But the year before, I had marched with hundreds of thousands of women in Washington, D.C. And I think things have changed in an extreme way in our country where everything's going to the top 1%. All the interest and support from the current administration, the Trump administration are going to the top 1%, not to mention a lot of the social policies, the discrimination, the hatred that's coming out of a lot of the things that are tweeted and said, we've reached a breaking point in our country and we cannot afford to sit on the sidelines. And it kind of is like, you can stay in your little shell and pretend this is not happening, but you, it, it's not that's not reality and that's not going to benefit our future plus vince and i have five kids together we got married last year um and then you know decided to run for congress because <laughs> that's what people do on their honeymoons um no just kidding um we did we we united our families and we have five kids and one of my favorite um persons i used to always read about way back when i was getting interested in uh, politics with john f kennedy and I was always inspired by his notion of the torch has been passed because it's not just 
it's not just the torch of responsibility. It's the torch of we need to be the light for each other. And our kids are watching. And what kind of country are they going to inherit from us? Um, that kind of goes over into areas that we've been active in our community. We've done a lot with land preservation and working to try to conserve our natural resources because there's an ancient saying that you don't inherit the land from your grandfathers, you borrow it from your children. I feel like we're borrowing this time from our children and they're watching to see what will you do in this time to set things right. And so that's another piece of it for me. So are you running for office full time? Yes. Yes, I do real estate a little bit. Um, I had to step down from my position as manager and um, because you really do need to dedicate yourself to this full time, which I think is maybe one of the reasons women don't pursue this is because we already work. I don't know of a woman who is not a working woman, even if she's not in the workplace. We all work hard. Um, but yet I think I've, I've do, I did things ahead of time to try to allow myself to have a little bit of economic security so that I could do this and work. Um, like I changed up some things and made life a lot simpler so that we could do this. So what has the process of running been like for you so far? So the beginning was hard um, because you kind of think you're going to you're going to come out and you're going to have this rah-rah parade. <laughs> There's no parade <laughs> um, because that's what you see when you're on the sidelines. Um, when Even when you help other candidates, you watch and you see the signs and the buttons and the stickers and all that. And for me, it was a real period of introspection of what do I stand for and what do I want to bring forth as my policy issue. So it was a lot of research even before I announced on where do I stand on the issues, not just in casual conversations, but what would I stand behind? And then the other piece was uh, generating the money that you need to run and getting the support from people. And sometimes I think the hardest thing is, is you think everyone is going to be behind you. And politics is a funny thing, especially this time in our country, where it seems that politics has become more divisive so it's I can't I can't support you at all because you're a Democrat or, you know, I, I can't support you because you stand for this issue. That was the part that surprised me is that so many people today um, take an issue stance or a political stance and they forget that you're still the person that they used to know. So that that was the hard part. But then as I continued and I persevered, um, there's the saying, nevertheless, she persisted. Um, I had challenges with um, my workplace, accepting the fact that I was running, and just the fundraising piece was really hard to ask. I don't usually ask people for money. I usually give people stuff. I'm a giver. So to switch places and be the receiver was a, something I had to learn how to do. But as we got in our space and, and things started happening, there are elements you have to accept that you cannot control. Um things that people say about you on the internet may or may not be true and um, things that, you know, you just got to grow up and get over them. That was a big learning curve for me because I was always a person that really listened to what people needed because that was my profession. And I always took everything probably to heart because that's what I did. I, I really was engaged with trying to help people achieve things. And I had to make a shift and get a little tougher 
than I've ever been before. So that was probably the biggest lesson. And it's not that you don't, it's not that you stop caring because you can never stop caring when you're working with people, but it's the level that you understand that everyone has an opinion and you don't have to take all those on, but you constantly have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and know that today you did what you could to make things what they needed to be for whatever you were facing. Considering you went into college with this, you know, policy, women's issues plan, it sounds like you've been interested in politics for a long time. I have. I have. And you know what? It's I, I make a joke. I said I had the political bug and I've tried to put bug spray on it because sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a tough profession. And there are days when I think, gosh darn, I wish I could have done, you know, my passion was flowers and I could arrange flowers <laughs> because there are days when you just look at yourself and say, what am I doing? Um, because this is hard. This is hard work. What I love. I love meeting people and hearing their stories. So how can people get involved with your campaign? Well, I have a great website. It's elizabethmorrow.com and it discusses where I stand on the issues. It talks a little bit more about my background growing up in, in a small town in Michigan, the 11th of 12 kids, and just learning how to work with people from the very beginning. It wasn't an option. Um, and then there's also an area where you can contribute or volunteer. I also have on there an email address that I'd love to hear from people. I love to, if you're an expert in a certain field, I always say sh share your ideas with me. Because I think a leader is someone who doesn't necessarily know everything about everything. It's that you're willing to listen and you're willing to learn and you're willing to open up the doors to people who are experts in areas and can share and build policies together. And I think um, that's the kind of leader I'll be. I, I wanna be very much interactive with the people of my district. I think right now they feel extremely abandoned because it's five counties and as I drive the five counties, a lot of the people say we haven't seen our representative in ever. But the other thing is a lot of them don't know who he is uh, because the district is so crazily gerrymandered that there's not a real sense of cohesion and connection with the community. So if the district, um, there's speculation whether it'll change or not. You can look it up online. It's the 7th District of Pennsylvania. And if they keep it that way for this election or not, I think my role is going to be to connect community to one another and bring everybody to the table. So one last question. What is one piece of advice you have for a woman who is thinking about running for office? The best advice I can give is bring people around you to create what I would call like your your inner circle. Those are the people who are going to be honest with you when you need a little bit of honesty, but they're also going to be there to support you. And so much emphasis is put on financial support, which is extremely important in politics, but women need to support women. And it is that's the best gift you can give yourself or to other women who are running is just if you're on a page and you see a woman running, just say, hey, great job, keep going, or just we got to encourage each other. Women have sometimes been our own worst enemy. We need to stop doing that and help each other out because 
when the water rises, all the ships rise, and we have we have so much that we can do for each other and build each other up and make make the change. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me today. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. And everybody, just go for it. Don't second guess yourself. Just go. And if I can ever be of assistance, uh, just look me up on elizabethmorrow.com. I'd be happy to hear about your campaign or what your dream is. And that's it for today. Thanks to Elizabeth Morrow for chatting with me. Check out her campaign at elizabethmorrow.com. That is E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-M-O-R-O.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Elizabeth Morrow for Congress. And on Twitter, she is at Elizabeth R. Morrow. You can find and follow this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. And if you like what we're doing here, please tell a friend about the show. And hey, we still have She's Running campaign buttons. So if you want an awesome button for your awesome button collection, all you have to do is go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and write a quick review for the pod. Then shoot me an email at she's running pod at gmail.com and I will put a button in the mail for you. Super easy. Takes like four minutes. Anyway, that's it for today. Thanks. Talk to you soon.